Welcome to an inspiring message from Awaken City Church. For more information about us, visit awakencity.com.au. One of the common prayers I have as I go about my week is, Lord, what are you saying to the church? And let me be clear, the church is not a building, the church is a people. It's a community. And the sense that I've been getting this week is that He is calling us through the storms. I don't know about you, if you've ever been caught in a storm before, my wife and I, along with Liam, our eldest, spent a good season of our lives living in Cambodia, in the capital city of Phnom Penh. And there's a place in the world that has a wet and a dry season and the dry season is atrocious. Oh my gosh, I, I, the, the, the heat is just relentless and without anything that can help. Air conditioning struggles in the dry season. Dust is everywhere. My favourite season is the wet season, but it doesn't come without its challenges. See, the wet season, there is a almost like clockwork approach to the day where storms and monsoon clouds will roll in over the city. Now build up and you'll feel the build up. Have you ever been in a place where you can feel the storm build up? There's that, that, that mugginess that comes in. There's almost like a, a sense of expectation. Now, I don't know about you, it's a sense of expectation of uncertainty. You don't quite know what you're in for. And it builds and it builds and it builds. And I remember once in Phnom Penh, because I, I used to get down around, we used to, for a season, our family vehicle was a 250 Honda Bajar motorcycle. And that was how we got around. That was our family vehicle. We had myself riding it, Rhiannon on the back, and we had our two-year-old son who, who actually all through his childhood was squished between us where we had a little baby helmet on and everything. And I don't think it would have done much good if we'd come off. <laughs> But we cruised around and that was the deal. And I remember once I was riding home and I'm, I'm trying to beat the storm before it hit. It was fun, it was wild. You're cutting through the streets. There's no road rules. Just give way to what's in front of you. And then the sprinkle starts to hit. And then the downpour starts to come. And all of a sudden this busy road becomes very, very quiet. There's only one person out there on it. There's this crazy barang. Barang is the, the word for foreigner, but what it doesn't mean foreigner, it means big nose. They call us big noses when we're over there. You have no idea what they say about us. There's this crazy barang driving his motorcycle through the streets and the streets move from being a road to a river with a flow in it and, and because there's no working sewerage with a, with a certain smell and intensity to it. And it gets higher and higher as I'm going to go home and it's, it's now up to my legs and I'm on a motorcycle and it's a big bike and the storm's raging and then lightning starts to hit around. And I've got my backpack under my T-shirt as if that's going to stop it from getting wet. And I'm covering on and really I should be pulling over and getting undercover, but I'm about five minutes from home and I just, I refuse to relent. I don't know, I almost went crazy. I'm just screaming in the wind, buzzing along. And I finally got home and I felt like I'd, I'd been through something. 
It's phenomenal. What, what, you're amazing. What you are actually capable of. And then I get in the house and I'm the most drenched I've ever been. And I get my backpack out and I notice the fact that water actually goes through cloth. <laughs> and my iPad is now swimming in its case. And then I think, oh, that's not the only electronic device I have. I have a phone in my pocket. And I think that it had decided to you know, cark itself within the first five minutes. And I discovered that hack of the rice and the bag really does work to a certain level. Because that phone and that iPad, the speakers never worked again. But sometimes we're caught in storms. Sometimes the storms hit us. Sometimes they come unexpectedly. Sometimes we can see them. Sometimes we're led through them. Can I just read a Scripture with you? Talking about through the storms. In Matthew chapter 8, verse 23 to 27, talking about the ministry of Jesus, it says this, As He, Jesus, got into the boat, His disciples followed Him. Suddenly a violent storm arose on the sea so that the boat was being swamped by the waves. But Jesus kept sleeping. How inconsiderate. So the disciples came and woke Him up saying, Lord, save us. We're going to die. He said to them, Why are you afraid, you of little faith? Then He got up and rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the sea obey Him. That was a literal storm they went through. Sea of Galilee, from what I understand and study is a place that when the storms grab hold of that part of the world can be quite intense and dangerous. Some of those followers of Jesus that were on the boat were practised fishermen who had used a living life out on the boats. And they're the ones who woke Jesus up to say that we're going to die. And surely they would know. Surely they would know the reality of the circumstance and the situation that they're in. See, sometimes there's things that are so big and so out of our control that we're just stuck dealing with the repercussions and the mess. Sometimes the storms that we're going through are literal storms. Sometimes the storms are the circumstances and the situations that we face in life that we have no control over. But we're called to go through the storms. Some of the storms that I think of that I've been through, one of the hardest ones for me to have navigated and continue to navigate is the storms of unmet expectations. Do you know what it's like when you set out for something or you plan something or you prep something and then you step out feeling like you're in the heart of God But then after every step or every preceding step, all you see are things falling apart around you. And the expectations not only aren't met, they're shattered along the way. Have you ever experienced that before? 
Storms of unmet expectations. I bring it up in this account because in my own studies, there's a few key words that jump out. See, when I approach the Bible, I don't approach it as a book of myth and legend. I approach it for what I believe it is, literal accounts of people who followed God for themselves. This portion of Scripture starts out by saying, Jesus got in the boat, got in the boat and His followers followed Him in. By getting in the boat, you know what they all went into? They went into the storm together. Surely Jesus, you would have known that this was going to happen. Surely Jesus, you could have just prayed a simple prayer before we set out to pray for calm passage. Surely we didn't need to go through this. It's too hard, Jesus. Don't you understand? And, And to boot, not only have I followed you into this position, you're sleeping. Do you not even care about me? Have you ever prayed prayers like that before? Or is it just me? There's been at points where because of unmet expectations, I didn't expect this. I expected a lot of things. I can prep myself, but this is too hard. They followed Him into the boat and the boat was swamped by the wind and the waves. How is that the heart of God? In the book of James, chapter 1, verse 2 to 4, it says, Consider it a great joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you experience various trials, because you know that the testing of your faith produces endurance. And let endurance have its full effect so that you may be mature and complete, lacking nothing. Sometimes in the middle of tough times, we have to adjust or even let go of our expectations. That narrative, it wasn't meant to be this way. It wasn't meant to be this way. It wasn't meant to be this way. Is nothing more than a weight that takes people down below the surface. It's nothing more than wrapping yourself up with chains and weights only for the ocean to claim you and drag you down. It wasn't meant to be this way. Robs us of actually what God wants to do in us through the storm. Count it all joy. How can I count it joy? Don't you know how hard it is? Yes, He does. Yes, He does, because the Scripture says that He was tested in every way that we were tested, yet knew no sin and yet He's with us. He is the suffering servant who takes the pain of the world and does not turn away from it. He's the one who is on the boat. He hasn't jumped off, He hasn't left. He's so far above the storm that even in that He is able to rest. There's something about Jesus that takes us to a higher place. What if in the unmet expectations that you might be wrestling with now, the storms of expectations, Jesus is with you in the boat and He's inviting you to throw them over the side so that you are not held back anymore. What if in going through the storm, Jesus by His Spirit is empowering you to count it all joy. Joy? 
What does that mean? Calm delight. What is, why, 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 why? Because the work He's doing in you is far bigger than the circumstance you're going through. And He is not done with you yet. You can go through the storm. The storms of unmet expectations. There's other storms that I've faced. I don't know if you've faced it. Storms of exposure. See, there was nowhere else to go. There was no shelter. Jesus' followers were shaken by the violence of the sea and the wind. Sometimes the issue isn't that there is a storm, it's that there's so much going on. I could deal with the storm, Jesus, but it's just so relentless, the wind and the waves. I'm, I'm, I'm in this boat and I'm okay to be with You, but this is all just encroaching in. I can't get any peace. Don't you know what this is like? To feel like I'm on the edge of losing control all the time. He's in the boat. So the storms of exposure. I don't know if you've ever gone through a storm of exposure. When I've gone through storms of exposure, it feels like I am on show for everybody around me. And all the brokenness and all the mistakes, I can't hide anymore. They followed Him into the boat. We've made a mistake. We should have stayed on the shore. And now here I am exposed by the elements. I can't hide. The boats there, they weren't yachts. They weren't yachts. There was no shelter. You were exposed to the elements. Have you ever felt that way before? Where you're standing out on the edge of life and all it feels like is that you have been stripped only for people to point. There's a follower of Jesus who came on the scene later on. His name was Paul. He knew exactly what this felt like. He went through storms of exposure. In the book of 2 Corinthians, he covers that. I just want you to hear this. We won't be going for too much longer, but I feel that this is a word for the church today. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 24 to 31, talking about going through the storms of exposure. The Apostle Paul, who followed Jesus faithfully, wrote this, five times I've received the 40 lashes minus one from the Jews. Three times I was beaten with rods, once I received a stoning. Three times I was shipwrecked, I've spent a night and a day in the open sea. On frequent journeys, I face dangers from rivers, dangers from robbers. Dangers from my own people, dangers from Gentiles, dangers from the city, dangers in the wilderness, dangers at sea, dangers among false brothers. He had danger. He was a follower of Jesus. Toil and hardship, many sleepless nights, hunger and thirst, often without food, cold without clothing, exposed. Not to mention other things. Not to mention, that's enough. That's enough. You have the snot beaten out of you. You don't have enough food for Maccas, enough money for Maccas. You're stripped bare and you're on show. Look at that man following Jesus. Not to mention other things. There's a daily pressure on me, my concern for all the churches. Listen to this. Who is weak? And I am not weak. Who is made to stumble and I do not burn with indignation. 
If boasting is necessary, I will boast about my weaknesses. The God and Father of the Lord Jesus, who is blessed forever, forever knows I am not lying. And to bring that thought to a close, in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 10, Paul finishes that thought with this. So I take pleasure in weakness, insults, hardships, persecutions and in difficulties for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Paul had every reason to hold on to disillusionment. Paul knew he wasn't alone though. He knew that strength wasn't found in ideal circumstances. As if he needed everything to be right for him to be right. He knew that he could stand exposed to the world around him and what people would see in his weakness was the power of Christ coming through him. Church, there is a higher way to live. You don't have to be perfect. You just have to be willing to follow the One who is. Just live the journey. Live the journey. That's it, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. He doesn't accept you and say, you must be this way. What He does is He accepts you as you are. And He says, come and be this way. He changes you as you go. And it's okay that He takes you through the storms of exposure so that the things that were holding us back are stripped away. You will find strength in weakness. It's okay to go through the storms. If I could invite the worship team to join us. Time has gone red. It's helping me close. As He got into the boat, Matthew 8, 23, His disciples followed Him. Suddenly a violent storm arose on the sea. So the boat was being swamped by the waves, but Jesus kept sleeping. So the disciples came and woke Him up saying, Lord, save us, we're going to die. He said to them, why are you afraid, you of little faith? Then He got up and He rebuked the winds and the sea. And there was a great calm. The men were amazed and asked, what kind of man is this? Even the winds and the sea obey Him. Sometimes there's storms that we go through, storms that are built on nothing more than fear. Fear, they were afraid. And Jesus says, why were you afraid? That word that He says there in the original language, this is what it really means. Why were you faithless? He wakes up, He gets to the end of the boat and He speaks. Think of the audacity of this man. He speaks to the wind and the waves. He speaks. He doesn't just speak, He says He rebukes it. What does rebuke mean? He forbids it. He stops it. He says, enough. Be quiet. And it stops. That very well could have been just a natural thing that happened, a natural storm. Part of me wonders, and this is just a theory, that storm had behind it some evil and unclean roots where the enemy, Satan, was stirring things up. Maybe, 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 maybe. Could have just been completely natural, but He forbids it. I don't know about you, I've gone through storms where I've been gripped by nothing but fear. 
fear. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. There's, there's nothing I ever do that's good enough. Nothing I ever do is good. No, it's just, just, just instead of saying to the storm, shut up, I say, shut up to myself. Shut up. Shut up. Have you ever done that to yourself? Instead of turning around to the circumstances and saying to that, shut up. Have you ever turned to yourself and said, shut up? We're really good at listening to ourselves when it's negative, aren't we? Man, what does Jesus do? He says, why be afraid? You think the solution to the story is that they woke Him up. Can I tell you what Jesus' point of view was? I was with you the whole time. You had it in you. You could have gotten to the end of the boat and told it to shut up. He's not saying you didn't need me. What He's saying is you didn't know that I was with you. I'm in you. Church, sometimes we go through storms of fear. The only solution I can submit to you is to remember not to forget that the one in the boat with you is so confident you'll get through it that he's not checked out, he just believes in you. And he believes in you so much that when the storms hit, you can get up in his name while he's at rest in you and say to the wind and the waves, shut up. Do not think so low of yourself. Church, we're called to live in victory. It's okay to go through storms. It's okay to hit the storms of unmet expectations and allow Jesus to meet you where you're at so that those things can be cast to the side so that He can lead you through. It's okay to hit the storms of exposure where you feel like there's no place to hide. That's good because there isn't. You can only hide in Him. He's the refuge and strength of your life. Nothing else will cover you. And when you hit fear, can you just remember that fear means faithlessness? And greater is He that is in you than he that is in the world. Your faith can overcome the world. Church, it's okay to go through storms because we get to the other side. Can I ask you just to close your eyes where you're at? I'm gonna read one more Scripture and then I wanna pray. I'm gonna open our altar for anybody that would like prayer today. It says in John chapter 16, verse 33, these are the words of Jesus. I've told you these things so that in me, in me, in Jesus, you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. The first Scripture I ever memorised was Galatians 2.20, I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God loved me and gave Himself for me. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. The reason why they went through the storm of fear is that all they could hear was the wind and the waves instead of the words that Jesus had given them. And maybe right now you're facing a storm. I wanna remind you there are words for you. 
Just as there were words given to people at the start of the service, there is a word for you. God does not love them more than He loves you. He loves you and He speaks to you and He wants you to live by it because faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. And so right now, before we move on, I've got to put out a request to you individually. Where are you at in relation to Jesus? Because I've got to tell you, the only way that you will get through the storms of life is you have to get into the boat with Him in the first place. It's no good staying on the shore waiting for the right conditions. Stuff the conditions. Jump in the boat with the one who will take you to the other side. I wanna encourage you right now, if you have yet to make a decision to get in the boat and say, Jesus, I'm gonna go to the other side with you. You must make that for yourself. Nobody else can do that. If you recognise here today that you for whatever reason have stayed on the shore, I wanna let you know the boat has not left yet and you can still join it. So right now with all eyes closed and the reason why we ask for eyes closed is because we want to encourage this to be a private moment. There are things in the life of the church that we do together like worship, but it is fueled by individual choice. The choice to follow Jesus is your choice and your choice alone. And right now, even though it may lead you through a storm, I wanna submit to you, the best way to live is to go through instead of pulling back. So if that's you here today and you know I need to dedicate my life to Jesus, I need to get in the boat. Right now, would you just be bold enough to raise your hand straight up, straight up without any hesitation to say, I am getting in the boat, come on. Honour those two that have raised up. Three, come on, honour you. Feel free to put down your hand. Four, come on. Feel free to put down your hand. Our team is going to find and give you a gift of a Scripture and we wanna actually ask you some questions. Come on, there's six. If you're willing to continue the journey because we would love nothing more to stand with you along the way. Allow yourself to get in the boat so that Jesus can take you through to the other side. Our team is ready to give you a gift in the Bible. But while we're here in this state, can we all pray together? Right now, just while all eyes are closed, can we pray this prayer in honour of those that have acknowledged their need to get in the boat today? Say this together, Father God, I thank You. There is a way through in You. I choose to follow Jesus. I will get in the boat. Forgive me for sins and being held back. I repent and I dive in to all You have for me in Jesus' Name. Amen and Amen and Amen. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand. I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it, I love it. Ah, the best is yet to come. Let His Kingdom come and go through those storms. Thanks for listening to this message. We hope it has blessed you. If you would like to find out more about Awaken City Church, visit awakencity.com.au.